Live from New York, it's the Heavyweights Podcast. I'm John Riglitzo. I'm Armin Tolui. I'm Sam Engel-Lennett. We are live and in person. This is awesome. For the first time ever, it's good I'm to very finally... Excited. I missed you guys. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. So uh, what, are we, uh, what are we discussing today, boys? Well, I, I think we have to start with the latest developments in the uh, Joe Biden saga. Because um, as we're recording this, it's uh, it's been announced that September twelfth. Yes, for the record. It's, it's been announced that Kevin McCarthy is is now endorsing an impeachment inquiry again for for real this time or something like that. I'm very cynical on impeachment, just as a matter of principle. Like every time it happens, the incumbent gets a boost in the polls, and granted, it's a split legislature so there's no guarantee it's gonna like do that again and biden's approval was in the absolute toilet and trump is an entirely different cultural phenomenon so that's entirely vibes based etc 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 um but i i'm pro impeaching trump for or biden rather for all intents and purposes freudian slip never trumper never trumper liberal interloper sam Hold up, hold up, hold up. For the record, not, (laughs) sir, I will come over there right now. Uh, But like, like I'm pro like getting Biden out of power. Like anybody with half a brain cell could see this is a blatantly corrupt administration. These people take everything, just take the fact that he's a shitty president out of the equation. Just focus on the corruption stuff. Like this is not someone who should be the executive uh was executive in chief chief executive uh, chief executive commander in chief and he's not in charge right well i mean it's it's, it's obama that's yeah. why we had larry sinclair on tucker but oh we we, we will need to address that as well right like, we'll, we gotta talk about we got to we gotta talk about that too uh sam finish your point first and my point being can... is i'm i'm skeptical about how in, uh impeachment works as a tool in a popular democracy because especially and granted, we're far enough away from the primary season or rather the general election where it might not make a difference. Um, and Biden's going to be the nominee. It doesn't matter. I don't think he's going to keel over in the next 30 days. I really don't. But I don't think impeachment is going to have the political effect that Republicans think it's going to have. I think it's something the base demands. So I think that's a fine thing to do. But I don't think it's going to radicalize the normies, so to speak. See, I think this is the uh, beginning of the end for Biden. I think the, the there's been this slow drumbeat building over the last few months where they've been leaking out more and more details about the corruption. And you even get like the normie Republican senators and congressmen coming out and being like, yeah, Biden's nakedly corrupt. And we have recordings of him on the phone with Ukrainian businessmen and all, all this stuff that they want him out of the picture for 2024. And I think this is the beginning and the end. I think there, I, if I will bet money right now with you on the podcast that Joe Biden is not on the ballot in 2024. I will shake your hand right now and take that bet. hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Joe Biden is not on the ballot in 2024. He will be, he will be the democratic nominee for president. He will not be. I'm too far away. So I won't bet. But like the, the other thing we have to remember is it's Kevin McCarthy, right? Like we just got through the debt ceiling thing where we were promised this radical, you know, conservative priority debt ceiling bill that would get all of the good stuff done and, you know, would be a jumping off point for the budget and would, you know, get us on the right track spending wise. 
And then the deal that he came up with was absolutely ridiculous. Like I have no faith in Kevin McCarthy right now. He was, he was good for about eight minutes as speaker. And he's just, he's shown that he's, he caved on a pretty big agenda item. So I, I really don't think that he's going to either, he's not going to corral his caucus or he's just going to get embarrassed when the floor vote comes and he just doesn't have, doesn't have the votes or he's just not serious about it. Well, ultimately what we have to consider is the fact that this isn't, this can't go anywhere. It simply can't. Uh, there isn't the support in the Senate yeah, to make it happen. Political will. And the Supreme Court certainly isn't going to convict him. Like, oh, rather the Senate is, he's not going to get convicted, uh, whatever the metric no, of this, the how this works. Not convict him. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, like it's, it's, just, it's not going to happen. Um, this is a play to the base, which I am all for generally speaking. It's just, it's, I'm curious what the operative factor is here. Like what, what are you going for aside from a play to the base, which is fine. All things considered. I just, I don't necessarily get why this is what you're going for at this current moment. See, I, I am, maybe I'm the resident tinfoil hat guy here, but uh, I've been noticing Kamala getting a lot more FaceTime over the last few weeks. She's been getting a lot more, uh, publicity i feel like she's been getting interviews and uh then you had gavin newsom come out and say he's not going to run and that he would fully support kamala as the natural successor to biden i think they're trying to clear the slate and they don't want biden to run in 24 they want him out of the picture i mean there was there was an op-ed in the in wapo today headlined biden shouldn't be the nominee in 2024 ultimately just saying that you, why shouldn't he be the nominee in 20 or rather he ought to be the nominee is my takeaway from it um, I, I think, uh, I don't think Biden is going anywhere. You just, I don't think he is. I don't think there's the app. If you put Kamala Harris, granted, we don't know how they're going to rig it this time to be fair, mm. but I don't see how, I don't see a universe. And when they put, where they put Kamala Harris against Donald Trump, or it, I don't definitely don't see the universe where they put Kamala Harris against Ron DeSantis. Like I just, I don't. The calculus is far better, I think, for Democrats if Joe Biden is against Donald Trump. I think that's it, it's the best case scenario. It it's not great. I mean, you know, you've you've seen that he's Trump is leading in this, that, and the other poll and in national head-to-head competition. And I, I think that for however they're gonna stack the deck against Trump, I don't think I think the Democrats are less enthusiastic about stacking the deck against Biden. And would be more inclined to stack the deck for somebody like Kamala. It's just that I don't think it would work because Kamala is so singularly unpopular. So completely unlikable as a human being. But I think they've kind of slowly, when I say that, I feel like I should be more specific when I say they, they can kind of mean anything, but uh, sort of the the powers that be kind of, you know, the the people who put Biden in office. I think they've kind of come to the realization that having a literal dementia patient in the White House is kind of a bridge too far. And they're worried that one of these days he's going to do something that will just like completely delegitimize and embarrass him or embarrass the administration to the point where they're like, we'd rather have Kamala Harris be in charge. And they're, they know something we don't know about 2024 potentially where I mean, they it doesn't, do. they it doesn't matter who the candidate is, they, the, the, the Democrat is going to win. Right. Um, Do you guys think the October surprise is going to be? You mean this October of 23 no, or 24? The October 24 surprise. Ooh. 
I mean, An- that really another, depends. Another Hollywood access date. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, that depends who's on the ballot. I mean, is Trump in pri- Trump could be in prison by then. Biden could be dead by then. It could be, you know, Kamala versus, uh, like, I don't know, Nikki Haley. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, that's another thing. Like, there was, I think it was Emerson polling. I forget exactly. I'm like 70% certain it was Emerson who said that Haley had a plus seven lead over Biden in the general election. <laughs> And who did they? Who was their sample? The board of Raytheon? Talking yeah. about, um, because right. one, I think, I think Barris was talking about it on his show, talking about like that was it's very obvious that like Nikki Haley's the next big thing for the GOP right. now that now that DeSantis has kind of plateaued a little bit. You know, they're the donors are starting to flock toward DeSantis, and I think that was what I don't think it was Emerson. I think it was. I think it was one of like the internal. Okay, but the point being is like we we know Nikki Haley is going to be the next big push. Uh, they're already a lot of the establishment pundits are kind of already pushing it. Like I've been getting way more spam texts from Nikki Haley's campaign than anyone else. I've been getting a ton from Tim Scott, who I thought was going to do far better than he is. Tim Scott definitely got railroaded. Well, I think he's just. I think he suffers from the fact that he's a Southern Republican. Do you think he's gay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Matt Walsh well, did make a good point about that. I guess we're going. To, we don't even have have ad, ra, ad revenue, but there it goes. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but no. Like, it's like a, it's Matt a, it's Walsh's my friend point group. is very valid. Like, no matter what it is, like you really shouldn't want somebody who's like fifty seven, fifty eight years old, single, running your country because he doesn't know what it's like to have a family. So how can he be sympathetic to your problems? How can he like pass a pro family agenda that he doesn't have a wife and kids? I don't know. Do you think he goes to the same parties as Obama? Is this our Larry Sinclair? I think this is our segment. Larry Larry Sinclair. I don't think I don't I don't think Tim Scott uh, so just generally speaking, I, I'm not going to support anybody who isn't a um who isn't married with children, just as a general principle, if you want to represent the uh, Christian values of America and talk about being like restoring American cultural values and the family, et cetera, you have to live it. I I don't, even if he w- had a girlfriend, so to speak, a serious girlfriend, I don't where, where you're how old 58. Why don't you have children? Um, and I don't know. There's a lot of the, there's a lot about the story that really rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what goes on in Tim Scott's life, but I, I personally I do be a think, Cory Booker thing. I do think he is gay for what it's worth. We all think the same thing, and then Cory Booker trots out Rosario Dawson. Oh, that was so fake, though. <laughs> that was so fake. That was an op. That was an op. I bet he's also been meeting up with Larry Sinclair. No, Cor- Cory Booker is one hundred percent. One, I, I'm more likely to lever to brandish Spartacus. this cudgel against the, the Spartacus <laughs> thing that that always will piss me off. I, I will I will brandish uh, um, this, harbor a vendetta against him. For yes, that. purely for that. Um, but since we're on Larry Sinclair, let's let's focus on that. What did you guys think of Tucker's coverage of that? Be honest, I didn't actually watch it, so you guys have fun. Oh man, I I was cackling the whole way through. Man, that was that was some good old fashioned entertainment right there. I, I mean, th- I already kind of had my mind made up going into it that, yeah. like big mike i mean it is yeah I mean, yeah like, i mean come on like, like mine and armin's mutual buddy chris um talks about big mike he used to talk about big mike all the time when i used to to see him um 
Yeah, and, and it's just like I you never used to like, see him. He moved. He's still mm. alive. He moved. <laughs> Let's unpack that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, come on now. We, no, we uh, like, yeah, like it, I feel like it's been like an urban legend for for years that Obama is gay, and like, well, yeah, they nuked the story. Like it's part part of the reason why I think it was worth covering from the outset is because I, I look at it as an analog to the Hunter Biden situation. Where I think Obama would have won in 2008, regardless. I was like, I think 12 at the time. Well, so anyone, anyone would have won in 2000. Any Democrat would have won in 2008. Probably, I think that's probably true. But like, I think having the yeah, first Democrat, John McCain, who also was just post George Bush, so people were sick of the Republican Party. It was going to happen, and all the situation just was aligned for a Democrat. I'm surprised. I mean, every the conventional wisdom would have told you Hillary Clinton, but that's besides the point. I think Obama would have won regardless, but this is a story that likely would have turned millions of voters against Obama at the time. At the time, America was still very much not on board with gay marriage or the gay agenda. It wasn't. It just simply wasn't. It took a lot of social engineering to get us to where we are today. Now, of, what about the crack? The crack? How do you think the crack would have would have factored into the political calculus in 08? I really don't know. I think the gay thing is the biggest part of it. I think so, too. I, I think people. I think people might have been able to look past that he smoked crack. Yeah, but I don't think just, they would. I don't. I don't know if they would have looked past the him having the like, inner thigh groping. Yeah, or I mean, practically, I guess I don't know if they exchanged. I actually don't remember if he said they actually exchanged names or not. But like, suit basically anonymous gay sex in the back of a limo. Like, yeah. I feel like that. That in 08 would have definitely been a deal breaker. I think so, and I think what the underlying <laughs> fact. Well, I think what the underlying thing here is that Obama is such a, like a sociopathic individual. Like, his disgust factor is so low. Uh, personally, I actually don't think he is a homosexual. I think he's such a sociopath and his disgust factor is so low that to him, you know, someone to have sex with is someone to have sex with. And he'd be like, okay, screw it. Um, Got a lot of love, man. Can't yeah. give it all to one person. He's, he just wants to, like, it's okay. I'm, I'm high on crack. I'll do it. Like, I, I don't necessarily think he's gay. I think he's just an utter degenerate sociopath. Kind of like how I think Pete Buttigieg is a straight sociopath. Oh, and that the gay thing is just because he thinks it's more likely to get him elected? Yes. Hmm. He's just white-knuckling his way through it. Interesting. What was that? Uh, who posted the the side-by-side of the vacant and Mayor Pete at the like the town hall meeting? Yeah, with John Kerry? Yeah, being yeah. like, you know, the, like the two sides of the striver complex. So like you either need to become like a a biotech pump and dumper or like a uh, fake gay mayor. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you know the duality of the, man. The, uh, all things considered, I'm a vague appreciator. He's from my hometown, so a, yeah. I was gonna say I'm a vague enjoyer. Yeah, no, I, honestly, everything he says is is good. Like he, he's he's pretty he's pretty sharp when it comes to the issues. But it, yeah, like I don't understand. Like the the Chat GPT criticism that I heard a lot after from the Chris, first debate, from Christie. What Vivek, uh, Vivek GPT or whatever? Yeah, the canned it's line. Just, like no one has ever been an effective communicator before. No, like, like no one has ever used talking points in a way that's effective. No one's ever done that before. It's never happened. I mean, I don't know. I think his greatest utility is the fact that he is a, to be fair, to be at this level of politics, you have to be a sociopath. You just have to, uh, to some degree, you have to have some level of sociopathy or you just have to be the Riz master like Donald J. Trump. Um, I think Vivek's greatest utility is the fact that he identifies 
how to communicate to the same base that Trump animated. Um, and I think that's why he pisses a lot of people off. It's not necessarily because he is disingenuous, which he may or may not be. I'm kind of on the fence about it, although he does flip-flop a lot on policy. But he is incredibly effective at communicating to the base that Trump animated in 16. Yeah. Sort of alienated in 20. And it's animating once yeah. again. The the immigration stuff is is utterly disqualifying in my mind. The the whole like seeing the country as an economic zone and being unapologetically pro is is not it's not great, Bob. But other than that, I mean Vivek is a perfectly acceptable candidate, you know, populist Republican type, you know. Mm-hmm. If he, you know, he I, I have sincerely hope he doesn't assume a position where he can control immigration, but like as chief of staff, he'd be great. Yeah, probably. I think um I'd be I'd be I, I I would be a little bit concerned on the on the legal immigration, like you said. He's I mean he's fine on the illegal stuff, but I feel like that's the that's the bare minimum, right? For anybody who's wants to be in elected office is uh yeah, all illegal immigration is bad and we should deport every illegal immigrant. Like if you don't have that position, I feel like you're immediately disqualified from public office. And then as a Republican, you should be a lot harder on legal immigration too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean the 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 statement that he made in like August or early September that drew a lot of controversy from like my side of Twitter is is very legitimate uh, you know this i don't can't remember off the top of my head what he said but it was something something along the lines of like yeah america is a nation or america is not an not a nation it's an idea or a set of ideas and as long as you ascribe to those sets of that set of ideas you can become part of the nation state which like cool no it's it's not like that and and you can't just treat the nation like sound like a sports team yeah, you know, you you have to ascribe to this the the values of the nation. I mean, cause if if America's only an idea, then literally everyone can be an American, yeah. which makes it meaningless. Right. So, uh, yeah, some 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 criticism of Vivek. We kind of got off topic, though. I mean, I, I I'm I'm still hung up on this whole Obama Larry Sinclair thing. I want to get back to that. That, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly willing to believe Larry Sinclair here. He was willing to give a lot of details. He, he claims to have passed a polygraph, uh, back in like 2008. And that when he contacted the campaign about it, he then, uh, there was this third party guy. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm drawing a blank. Who was at Obama's church with, uh, Reverend Wright, the, the guy that was, you know, like the caused a bunch of controversy in 2008. Like the, what was he like? The goddamn America guy, like the something like something that, something yeah. like that, like America deserved nine eleven or whatever whatever it was he said, um, some something crazy. But that uh, uh, apparently this third party guy who like initially claimed to be like part of the Obama campaign but actually wasn't, like contacted Larry Sinclair and knew about the the gay stuff, and it turned out that this guy was allegedly Obama's like former lover, who then wound up getting killed in the lead up to the 2008 primary. So I don't know. That sounds really, really suspicious to me. I'm not, I'm certainly not alleging anyone uh, committed a murder, but um, somebody wound up dead. Much like his chef. Oh yeah. That, that, that is weird, right? How that, that, 
that chef Not drowned in the pond on I'm the Obama drunk. estate. Do you think he was? Uh, do you think he was third wheeling for uh, Obama and Big Yo, Mike? He drowned in a in a peculiar small amount of water. It, it was. It was like eight feet of water, right? It was like pretty shallow. I mean, you can definitely drown in eight feet of water, but, but like, he was a big guy. Yeah, like I don't know, swim like two feet in any direction, and then you can touch. And I don't know. He'd been posting on Instagram that he was like he had learned how to swim and was like a good swimmer. And um, I think he was. Don't quote me on this, but I think he was naked at the time <laughs> that they found him too. <laughs> I should, I should I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy. I'm pretty sure the 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 chef that they found that drowned in Martha's Vineyard was naked. Which I don't know that many people who go paddleboarding, and I certainly don't know that many people who go paddleboarding naked. Maybe it's better for aerodynamics. I'm not entirely sure. You minimize drag, you know? Hydrodynamics. Well, I mean, your body's not in the water when you're paddleboarding, so maybe aerodynamics, but yeah. I'm not much one for water sports, as the Obamas appear to be. But. <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't get the uh, the the innuendo there, um, Google it. Google or, it. Yeah. Or, or Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Google, Google, Google Obamas paddleboarding. No. Oh no no no, 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 no water no, sports. No. <laughs> look into look into what people might mean by water sports. <laughs> We are going to be algorithmically suppressed until the end of time. <laughs> Good. That means we're saying something that matters. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh, this boy. is what the people want. They, they they want wild speculation into the, <laughs> the, the the very dark sex life of former presidents. I think something that lies at the heart of the matter is the fact that Americans just simply don't care about sexual morality anymore. Um, like you, like you said, like the crack, that's something that kind of probably wouldn't, people wouldn't have cared about in 2008 because that's, you know, who hasn't smoked a doob in college, right? Like people are willing to make, make space for things their disgust factor is willing to overcome. And people's, people have come to peace through social engineering of the LGBT agenda now, but at the time they hadn't. So it's, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, what could have been like, I think Obama would have won. Joe Biden could have won in 2008. Hillary Clinton could have won in 2008. Oh, um, you're talking about Mike, Mike Gravel? Gravel. Yeah. Gravel could have won. Oh, but they would never have let him be the nominee. No, no, not at all. But like the point being is that any Democrat could have won in 2008. It was just, it was just going to happen. Um, it's just, it's fascinating how, and granted, this is a whole other spiel that we can get into in a, like, for several hours about the sexual revolution and its consequences. Um, Disastrous. Yeah. And to quote a great man, disaster for the human race. Uh, um, I don't know yeah, if I should just, say a great man, a man, <laughs> a, a man who was um, prescient, but troubled. Yes. Recently <laughs> deceased as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's fascinating that people are outraged over a journalist doing journalism, this being Tucker Co covering Sinclair. Because um, I do believe it is still relevant because the, for all intents and purposes, this is the third Obama administration. Yeah. Speaking of things that people are, are, are too okay with that are not great, uh, the governor of New Mexico decided that she can just suspend the Second Amendment for reasons – that that said, the AG did push back and said he's not going to enforce yes, it. Yes, he did. I saw that. The AG was just like, listen, I get it. I'm supposed to like defend the state's decisions in court. But it's unconstitutional. It, it's yeah. just not going to happen. 
I mean, and like even like just like some total shit libs came out and were like, "Yeah, this is too much even yeah, for me." Ted yeah. Lou, yeah, Ted Lou, David Hogg, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, or like, like hey, oh, characters being like, "Yo, yo, uh, we, we we hate guns, but like, yeah, <laughs> do chill." Like, no, like she legit like went rogue. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know like I don't think she went rogue. I think somebody told her to do it. I think it was a calculated decision. I don't think. Well, what's their end game? Social engineering. That's yeah. So that that was my that's the thing. I've been thinking about this all week. Like this is not about you know the the sort of the powers of the government. It's not about like these people know that next year, sometime in like June or July of 2024, Gorsuch or Thomas or Alito is going to come out with some ruling in. John Doe versus New Mexico that just tears this thing to shreds. They know that. They know that's going to happen. It's about you, Anon, and it's about <laughs> you, you know, Mr. Police Officer. It's about the the sheriffs and the local police departments and the police officers. It's how much how much do we need to do to suspend your rights? How much Haven't how willing already... are you to resist? And if you do resist, how much pressure do we need to apply on you before you comply? It's a didn't, test of regime compliance. Didn't they already do that with COVID, though? They suspended the First Amendment during right, but COVID. That's, and again, that's what this gun order was building off of, like undeniably. I mean, yeah, I mean, this emergency authorization yeah. of like extreme executive so power. Just, yeah, just suspend. I mean, we're living in a time where your First and Second Amendment rights are under more tangible threat than ever i mean between the 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 trump indictments the january 6th indictments that are just starting to come down the pike and now this i mean you know not to sound melodramatic i'm not but like you are really these people are using raw power to suspend your god-given constitutional rights yeah it it really is terrifying i really don't want to hear about civility and principles anymore like no because our beloved republic is in the hands of madmen and we we feel you know in a way we feel powerless to do anything about it but um it's so over it's so over but simultaneously we're so back as well we're so back because i'm with friends right now and that's all i care about that is that is the most important part we're also so back because they this AG is just not going to defend this order, but that's the AG is a dem, right? The AG. So apparently the AG is, uh, uh, let me pull up this tweet from Perry, actually our boy friend of the show. Yes. Um, dear friend of the show, dear friend of the heavyweights podcast, Perry Yavasi, the missing fourth of our foursome. Yes. The missing fourth of our alpha male foursome who we, we will have to have on the show and do a proper foursome one day very soon. Um, he tweeted something to the effect of like, yeah, like this is so unconstitutional that um, the the DA who was Soros funded when he ran for local DA of the of the county he was in is just like, nah, not doing it. <laughs> wow. Too uh, too extreme, even for a Soros prosecutor. That's crazy, man. Soros needs to step his game up, Soros man. Soros really does. Yeah, he Soros needs to find good. he needs to find more extreme candidates. If like the damn governor is like, out, out outshining his uh, his boys, 
that uh Soros in his old age might be slipping. He might not be getting the uh the most extreme bunch. He's losing the plot. Anymore. That's old age comes for us all. How old is he? Uh nineties? Late eighties, like early nineties. Yeah, I mean he's getting up there. That sounds right because yeah, I mean because there's the, there's the, the you always hear those stories right that he was like a kid during World War Two right mm-hmm. and he was like one of those he well, wasn't he one of like the Jews that snitched on other Jews during the Holocaust or something? You mean Brazilians? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he's ninety three. He's ninety. He's ninety three. Wow, uh, that that adds up then, right? Because that means he would have been born in nineteen thirty, which would yeah would have put him at like the perfect age to have been like a teenager. Yeah, or he like was- a preteen teenager during world war ii he was not doing chill things no no um but i let's not unpack that because <laughs> that is all a can of worms so the it's nfl like is back spicy. the nfl yes, is the NFL back NFL is very back speaking of things that are back the NFL i don't care is about the nfl back. unless you're aaron Rodgers, then it's so over it's so over man how long did he last four plays <laughs> like four plays <laughs> 75 seconds that's well, rough, man. I, and Zach Wilson came in and won. Hey, do you think Zach Wilson might? Uh, Zach Wilson. You think Zach Wilson might? Uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> A good man stepped up. That's all that matters. That would be ironic. Hey, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Zach Wilson's going to go the way of Trey Lance. Zach Wilson's going to go the way of Brock Purdy if he's not careful. No, that's not true. Brock Purdy's a legend. Zach Wilson. Yeah, Brock Purdy's been balling out. Zach, and... Brock Purdy balled out last week. Oh man, I, I hate to I hate to admit it as a as a Seattle resident and a Seahawk lifelong Seahawk fan, I'm terrified that Brock Purdy is gonna absolutely tear us apart for the next decade. Speaking of Seattle, did you see the funniest clip from this week? It was Geno Smith getting like Aaron Donald in his face and oh. like, oh my god. Pressure comes late and it's incomplete. Now- yeah. <laughs> scared to death that he was going to get murdered on the field by Aaron Donald. Who wouldn't be scared to death of Aaron Donald? Like, Aaron Donald, like, for, for those of you who don't know, I am the same size, roughly the same size as Aaron Donald. He's got about 20 or 30 pounds on me. I would never in my life want to run up against Aaron Donald because, like, Oh dear Lord, no! Yeah, like like we are like exactly the same height, but he's just a man. Like, well, because I mean, he's he's he's, he's probably he's yeah you know, he's what like six two like two seventy five two eighty. Yeah, he's like and yeah, like he really is like six one two eighty, but he's got a six pack and like forty inch arms. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's a uh, legit crazy. He's a monster. Yeah. He Sports. is a monster, Sports. but uh, yeah, uh, really sucks to be Aaron Rodgers this week, man. Yeah, he, hey, he had maybe the the hardest walkout I've ever seen in the NFL, though. That was pretty metal. That was that was hard, man. On on the anniversary of nine eleven in New York, coming out of the tunnel. There's the lights are all down. They got like strobe lights going. He's waving the American flag. He's running out on the field and then immediately just snaps his Achilles and never, it will probably never play another down in the NFL. Turf fields need to go. Why? More injuries. More. Yeah. No, like I, I played on turf fields in high school. They're terrible. They're absolutely atrocious. They're worse for, for turf burn. They're worse for stability as far as like your your ankle stability is way worse. On and, well, and, and and the the thing is right, your cleat can get hooked into the turf. Yeah, and you get hit, and where if it was grass, it would just tear the grass out with yeah. like the dirt, and you'd be fine. The turf is 
connected to the ground totally so your foot just gets stuck yeah and then mm. the full impact goes into your joint and you end up with all these you know torn ligaments tendon injuries all this stuff yeah, it, yeah it, it's soft tissue injuries are way worse on turf fields which i'm genuinely surprised because there's um the company who used to do the act like the the sod oh yeah on metlife and um MetLife, the link, and uh, wherever the Washington Red football team commanders—they're the Redskins. Come play. on, they're the Red. Yeah, yeah. In, in this house, we say yeah. they're the Washington Redskins. Anyway, yeah, the the company that does the turf for for those teams is like fifteen minutes from my old house in New Jersey. You know, like my my dad. I'm sure my dad knows them. You know. Um, so I, I was genuinely surprised to hear that that MetLife had switched to the artificial turf, and it's not, it's it's not great. And um, although I heard that in uh, South Dakota, there's a college like a D two or D three school uh, that switched to soy turf. Um, what, which, what is soy turf? So it's <laughs> low T turf. Yeah, so it's made with like soybean material in the like the seams, hmm. the the stuff that's actually used to hold the turf together at the seams is made from like soy product, but it actually holds up a lot better in colder weather, hmm. and the 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 players like it a lot better because it it absorbs their impacts more. Oh, because it doesn't freeze in the way that yeah. like grass would, where like when you're playing in sub freezing conditions, the grass gets hard. Yeah, especially up there when it, you know, in like South Dakota gets, you know, freezing in like October. So pretty cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But you know what makes it more ridiculous is uh, I actually didn't know this until like a, a couple of days ago is that the, the, the they're going to host the World Cup in America in 2020, whatever, six. I think 26. Sure. I think it's 20. I think it's 2026 that they're hosting the World Cup and that they're going to replace the turf in a bunch of these NFL stadiums where they're going to host the games with real grass because soccer players do not say, play on like, turf. I know like in, soccer w cannot yeah, be European played on turf. Leagues, yeah, the they only play on, on they only play on grass. Yeah. So it's totally feasible to put grass in these turf stadiums and they're doing it for the World Cup. So it's it, just a money thing. Pro probably. It's a, it, it might also be like an environmental thing. Cause you have to like mow the grass. Like you have to, you have to cut like the turf like, <laughs> and, and it, it, water. It takes water. Yeah. It's water. Wow. It's inequitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not environmentally just. That's uh silly. Yes. It, you know, but every, everything that the left does for environmental reasons is fundamentally anti-human. So, and Aaron Rodgers suffered because of it. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like, if anything, this injury should probably make Aaron Rodgers more right wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's definitely not going to get vaccinated. That's some tea there, Armin. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a shame to see a guy like Rodgers go down like that. I mean, that's not the kind of send-off you want to end no, your career. Yeah, and, no. It's, but yeah, you don't want a season-ending well, What are the odds it's absolutely a career-ending? I mean, he's like 39. It, yeah. Given, given mm -hmm. his age and the severity of the injury, like it's, I would say more likely than not that that was the last, last time he ever played. Well, which... You know what he could do? Go to the Vikings. Like oh. the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, this does open the opportunity for something hilarious to happen. 
is uh Tom Brady is uh waiting in the wings. He could uh <laughs> he could sign, he could come retire. he could come out of retirement and sign with the Jets. It's <laughs> pretty solid. I don't know. You know, he already left New England. If he goes to a rival, it might not go over well. Might not. But I mean, but like, hey, there were there were rumors he wanted to go to the Dolphins, so It's true. There's hey, an opening you know, there's Kirk an opening Cus- in New York. L- listen, Kirk Cousins is supposed to be on his way out of of Minnesota. You know, might be an opening there in, in the Twin Cities next year. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers can lead the team to the NFC Championship game and then lose to the Saints. Interesting. Yeah, history can repeat itself. So uh, we're just uh, – we've just fully digressed. This is a this is a football podcast now. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, any... I'll, I'll let you guys cook, by all means. Go ahead. Sport, <laughs> sports are good for the people. Hey, hey man. Yeah, bread, bread and circuses, man. People love people love like, their bread and circuses. Was there like a row yesterday on on Twitter about like the the merits of sports? And I, I think Mike Cernovich tweeted something about it. Like I just disregard Cernovich. It's it's not. I know, but like it was something about like oh, because it was um I think it was uh my pal Normie McDonald at Swang Dad on Twitter, who's one of my favorite accounts. Or one of those related accounts. Well, anyone paying homage to Norm Macdonald is a, a friend of mine. Of course. Um, but yeah, um Swain Dad and I go back to the 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 E Girl days. We've known each other for a whole minute. That's a lot to unpack. Um and it's it was one of those accounts that I'm talking about because apparently there was I don't know, there's this weird strand of oh, it was Matt Walsh. Um talking about like this weird strand of right wing Twitter that's really against sports. For some reason, and I I remember um, a couple of years ago, Andrew Torba really made me mad about it because he's just like, you sit there watching your sports ball all day while your country's burning down around you. Why don't you just, you know, sit there and eat your Cheetos and watch your sports ball or whatever? And I'm like, go away. You know, like that that's really the mentality I have for people who'd like sports are an essential part of culture and have been for all time ever. I mean, go back literally as far as you know ancient rome man people loved sports Pe- right. people went ape shit for sports in yeah. ancient rome they killed each other all the time <laughs> in sports riots like in uh, actually particularly in like the later and like they the, bi- in the in the sports too yeah no but in like the in the <laughs> no in like the 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 byzantine empire right they had the uh, the chariot races they were such a big deal they had the greens and the blues were the two big teams yes uh, yeah. and they were like rival gangs yeah. that would like roam the streets and like hooligans. beat the shit out of each other <laughs> and kill each other over sports yeah so like, like if anything Sports culture is a lot more tame now than it, than, yeah. it, than it was. The, like you know, these societies that we worship. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah, you maybe know? maybe we need to like in uh, what's a city with two teams? New York, the Jets and the yeah. Giants. Maybe greens we need like blue. the green. They're greens and blues. The greens and the blues the of shark. New York there need was to a, go out in the streets. There was a massive, and really duke it out. Horribly missed opportunity to name the other team the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> like it should be the Sharks and the Jets. Like that is just a horribly wasted opportunity. Wait, when did West Side Story come out? Was the Jets already a team when West Side Story came out? Yeah. Because uh, well, West Side is West Side Story from what, like the fifties, sixties, late fifties, early sixties? I think the Jets are from like nineteen sixty, so right around the same time. Maybe the Jets took their name from West Side Story. I mean, the Giants. The Giants should be the Sharks. Nineteen fifty-seven, the first play came out. So yeah, honestly, maybe that's where the name for the the. Because I'm pretty sure the Jets were founded in 1960, the football team. 
So maybe they, I, I'm just realizing this now live on the air, <laughs> that maybe they took their name from West Side Story. I, I'm willing to bet they are not, but I'd like to think. I'd I mean, I don't associate like fighter jets with New York. <laughs> they were or, established or in 1959. Okay, I was almost right. So... I'm looking at I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. The team was founded in 1959 as the Titans of New York. Okay, and then interesting the merger the Titans. Okay, yeah, and then um, when did they become the Jets? Uh, it was before the the Super Bowl because they were they were the Jets when Joe Namath won the Super Bowl and made the the famous the guarantee that yeah. they were going to win. But why? Won. But why aren't the Giants the Sharks? Well, the Giants are way older. Uh-oh. They've been around for like a hundred years. That's dumb. The, the Giants actually, and they. They, they they used to do that thing where every sports team in the same city would have like the same name. Yeah, like where the, like St. Louis Cardinals for football. Yeah, and they'd baseball. have the St. Louis Cardinals for football and baseball. And back then, the Giants were in New York, and it was the New York Football Giants and the New York Baseball Giants. The the, um, and the um, uh, the, there were a few others too, but uh, that they used to do that where like yeah. there'd be like one nickname for the city and it would be the football and the baseball team yeah. would use the same name. I like that better honestly. What I what about this idea that every city gets like an allotment of players to choose from, but they have to use those same players for all of their pro sports. <laughs> yeah. So like you get like a pool of whatever, like 50 guys, or I guess, I don't know, you need at least 53 for football. So yeah. say 60 guys. Yeah. And you can only use those same 60 guys to field a football, basketball, baseball, and hockey team. And like, so then I feel like you, the, the cities get to kind of choose, like, do we only optimize for one and we just have like a football team and make them play these other sports too? Or do we kind of go for like a balance where we have guys who are like kind of good at all of the sports? Yeah. Have Joe Burrow on ice skates. Uh, I'm not <laughs> down by imagine, like, Yeah. I mean, it would be a, a great opportunity for all those, like, you know, all those NFL players who were like three sport athletes in high school, mm-hmm. you know, uh, speaking of the giants, how about the Giants on Sunday night? Oh that man, was, that, that was, was atrocious. That was oh, I felt really man. bad for for Danny Dimes because like he like I was actually kind of hyped to see how the the Giants offense like functioned with all like the like the talent that they added and they just kind of blew it. And to the Cowboys is no less, man. Yeah, the Cowboys. I feel like hey, everybody hates the Cowboys. Everybody hates the Cowboys. I I I don't know a single Cowboys fan. Um, yeah, I do. Why? Because, I don't know, they have this, like, pompous attitude of being, like, we're Cowboys America. fans are just... They, they, I mean, they call themselves they call themselves America's team, and they've never even been to the Super Bowl in my lifetime. It's kind of preposterous. If any team is America's team, it's the Patriots. Yeah. And they're called the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I've seen the Patriots play in, like, seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. the Cowboys make it. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's just really annoying. The Cowboys have an outsized presence in Philly, in like the Philly area, which is really obnoxious. Because, I mean, because they're like heated rivals. Yeah, you know how does just, what? Like the it was just it, it's weird like weird amount of kids I went to like school. Do you with. think they're just contrarians? Like they they had no I connection. Think, to, I think a lot of it's just no, no connection to the to Dallas, but they just no wanted to be contrarians to whatsoever. It's just because Eagles fans are just as obnoxious. I say this as a native of the Philly area. Eagles fans are obnoxious. 
Look, I mean, no they threw uh, they threw batteries at Santa Eat Claus. <laughs> that, that that's true. Very they, real. You can, you can look this up. The, back in the, what like the seventies or something, yeah. they were doing like some like Christmas Day promotion where like Santa like came yeah, out was, on the yeah, field this was back and the like the people in the chest. crowd started like throwing batteries at him. They were savage. Kind of funny, horrifying, Again, funny. I, I kind of get the contrarian stuff. No one likes us as a Cincinnatian. Don't care as a Cincinnatian. I'm a Steelers fan. So I get it. That's odd. That is a little odd. I feel like I don't like those those rivalries are more even more bitter than like the NFC East rivalries. Like I feel like, you know, like Philly and New York, we just kind of talk shit. I feel like 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 the, Cleveland and Pittsburgh like Steelers, and Baltimore yeah, and Cincinnati. Say, like, when the Steelers come to Cleveland. I feel like it, it you know, those blood in the water. Guns out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, that was the the, a few years ago. It was the the Steelers and the Browns. The incident where um, Miles Garrett took uh, the Steelers quarterback's helmet and beat him with it on the field. Like that was (laughs) incredible. We, I, I want more incidents like that in well, sports. No, I want more uh, same thing with on field um, violence. There's always the Predator Smith Schuster and Vontez Perfect, the Steelers and the Bengals, or Von Bell. Where Juju laid out, uh, Juju laid out Vontez Perfect. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do was remember dancing that. on the yeah. Bengals logo, and like I think Von Bell just like laid him out. Yeah, awesome. No, there's there's definitely some, definitely some bad blood. Um, but like that that's what I that's one of the things I like about sports, right? Like get rid of the thinly veiled violence. Just go for the violence. Yeah, which I think is why you see the huge, like, growing popularity of just fight sports. Yeah, like, like the, the Sean Strickland fight. MMA, and the MMA is huge. Now. By the way, that inter- the the post fight interview I watched that amazing, tremendously based. Yeah, guys, we need to just have one guy. We need to be ruled by one guy who's just gonna put women back in the kitchen and just like oppress and just that's what we need. Like when when we when we gave women the vote. That's when it all went downhill. <laughs> all right, clip that. There we go. That's our uh, that's our promo. That's our promo for the show. Me, me quoting this guy. I don't even think it was from the most recent fight. I think it was from an old fight. It was okay. His but po- still, his post interview. I mean, he's- I think is there any uh, are are there any like pro MMA fighters that aren't based? There's I'm a, sure there there's, a, there's a few who like are out all, there, I, but they're I, few I, and far. Whenever I hear about them, they're based. To, to be like at that level, to be one, to be like a fighter, and then to be at that level of fighting, you have to be so high T. Your tolerance for like social engineering and that kind of woke bullshit yeah. is like non existent. At the same time, like a lot of those kids, a lot of those guys come from like really rough backgrounds. Yeah. Or Sean Strickland himself. Like Sean, Sean Strickland, yeah. like in that interview that I just quoted from, he talks about like how, you know, like why he doesn't drink household. yeah Yeah. like he was you know he talks about how messed up he is in the head and you know yeah you you have to you know you're so impervious to social conditioning you know so yeah i I think that there's a lot of that in 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 combat sports i don't i'll be honest i don't really go for combat sports i think it was because like I don't know. I'm just like averse to confrontation and and stuff like that. I did karate, you know, when I was a little kid. So I got beat up a lot, you know. Um, I got beat up a lot by people who were a lot more skilled than me. So I don't, I don't really know. I just, maybe it's that. I just don't really go for MMA. 
I don't know. I think it's a lot more fascinating. To me, it's a lot more fascinating than like NFL. I just like the NFL. That and the CTE. I, you know. No, the CTE, yeah, CTE sucks. I mean, but, those, yeah. you know, you know, we got fucked up playing football in high school. So like those those dudes just get destroyed. You know, Man, I miss the I miss those days. We also think about like the UFC guys. Like if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could throw on the pads one more time, man. Oh, <laughs> Listen, I'd kill for the opportunity. Would, it's like that episode really of King of the Hill too. where Bill tries to reclaim his like running back score Ace, or his record. What? Hey, maybe maybe I can find a loophole where I got one more year of eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Time? I can I can get back in there. <laughs> Let me play, coach. There, no, there was um, there's some guy. He played for like a D two school. And he was like f- like fifty years old and like had one year of eligibility left on it, you know. Oh, I I, I saw that. I think he'd he got, been in like the army or something. Yeah, he'd and done he, like twenty years in the army. Yeah, and came back to school. Yeah, and then he yeah, as like a middle aged man. He got like two. He got like two carries for eight yards. It was awesome. That's pretty sweet. Um, I, I actually it. I I saw something I think over this weekend where they were like highlighting in a, a college player who'd been playing for like eight seasons. Where some like through like injuries and red shirts and all that stuff that like he'd managed to stick around all the way through like an entire graduate program and been to school for yeah, eight years. Say, yeah, um, Garrett, Garrett Bowles, the left tackle for the Broncos, was drafted when he was twenty five, I think. And Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for the the backup quarterback for the Rams, was in his like seventh year. Now that was because of COVID and stuff like that. But like, yeah, he got drafted this year at like twenty four. Hey, so you're saying there's still a chance? There is. I'm only twenty five. I have. I, I, I there's there's rookies older than me. <laughs> there have been rookies have, older than me. I can still make it to the league. Yeah, I got four years of eligibility left, baby. I go, believe in you guys. Gonna go play for. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna go find a grad school where I can join the football team. Coach Saban, <laughs> pick me up. Offer me, coach. Does Hillsdale have a football team? They do. They're D three. Hey. I think. They're, what? The D three. Yeah. No D two. I think. Hey. Either way. Go play. Throw on the pads. There we go. There we go. I can scratch that itch. One last time. One last ride. The problem is, I I I, I stopped getting taller, and I I played positions. <laughs> I played positions where positions where height mattered. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, being being. 510 on a good day doesn't really work say, doesn't yeah. really work doesn't really work playing playing line say, yeah like i you it know. reminds me of like the email you said we're actually i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have the height to be a fullback i do oh well, i'm actually i'd actually be yeah you, you you're that kind of perfect size for a like decent, a fullback i'd be a decent fullback if i lost 20 pounds but that's all right um yeah, it's the same problem I had with basketball. That like I I, yeah. I was a basketball player growing up too, but like I, I I had the game of a power forward and the height of a point guard, so <laughs> it didn't. Uh... Yeah, I was the tallest kid on my on my grade school basketball team in eighth grade, and I was five eleven. And there were a bunch of kids we played who were taller than five eleven. <laughs> it was not great. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, being yeah, because I mean, I'm I I was the same height since eighth grade too. So you know, being being like you know. We'll, we'll say five ten. We'll round. We'll, yeah. we'll round. We'll say five ten. Being five ten in uh, in eighth grade, I could I could play power forward. You know, I could play a little bully ball. I could yeah. I could post some people up. I could set some hard screens. I could play some defense. But you know, start getting into the Seattle Metro League high school uh, yeah, playing against like NBA players. Uh, <laughs> not gonna work anymore. Uh, I actually had I had a friend who. Um, 
continued playing through high school who had to uh, guard future NBA all-star DeJounte Murray. And it was uh, not pretty. That's, it didn't go well. <laughs> that's super wild. I, uh, I think one of my high school teams played against Carl Anthony Towns. I think I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, Cause he was in one of the, he went to, I think Patterson Catholic one of those, one of the Catholic schools in the area that was like small, um, and up in North Jersey, and we played against. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, well, it's rough. I, 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 um, my, my, I guess my claim to fame is I, I attempted. I didn't make the tackle, but I attempted a tackle on current NFL running back uh, Miles Gaskin. Really? Yes. So my football team played against, off the top of my head, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Um, he was the quarterback at Vineland. A New Jersey guy. Yeah. I know he went to Rutgers. Um, yeah, and then he went to Rutgers. Bo Melton, mm-hmm. um, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Um, actually, my classmate, my uh, my my former high school teammate, J.D. Dorenzo, is a practice squad player on the Carolina Panthers. There so we that's go. That's pretty cool. Um, Jab- so Jabril Peppers and Rashawn Gary were at Paramus Catholic when I was in high school. We actually got to go. The seniors went to go see Jabril Peppers play. Um, I think play he was the, like the number one recruit in the nation, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, as Something like a 5'10", like 180-pound running back in safety, and now he's Jabril Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, Minka was at St. Peter's prep when I was in high school. Man, I didn't realize New Jersey was such Jersey a football a factory. Lot, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Demir Bird, the the journeyman wide receiver, went to Timber Creek, which is like five or ten miles from my house. Um, this is, there's a bunch from from South Jersey who are who are around. Um, Jack Crawford played for the Titans and the Cowboys. Oh man, now you got me thinking of uh, guys I got to name off um, who were at least somewhat local. Uh, Buddha Baker, really? And, yeah, he played at Bellevue. Well, we we never played Bellevue; they were in the, a different league from mm-hmm. us. But they they won state like every single year. Um, yeah. And Miles Jack, they were on the same team together. Uh, crazy. Um, That's wild. Who else? Uh, a little less local, but Jake Locker, Washington legend. From uh, Fern, yes. from Ferndale, Washington. Yes, yes. Uh, I believe he's actually. Of Jake Locker. I believe he's actually returned home and is now coaching high school football and has a whole bunch of kids. Good for him. Who will probably also be incredibly good at football. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor Mays, he's kind of an old one, but uh, really? played uh, played safety at USC. He was kind of a bust in the NFL, but he was a uh, he he played in our league. He played at o- O'Day, a Catholic school in Seattle. Um. Yeah, and then Miles Gaskin uh, was already mentioned. Um, there's definitely more, but those are the ones that come to mind. You, you got a better list. Hassan Reddick um, went to. Uh, oh, he's also a New Jersey guy, isn't he? Yeah, he was. He went to Cherry Hill West, I think. He's a he's a Camden kid. Um, DeAndre Swift is from Philly. Um, bunch of bunch of Philly kids playing in the NFL right now. Um, who else are we? Oh, uh, Rykel Armstead, who briefly played for the Jaguars and the Giants, and is currently, I think, currently still in the XFL. We uh, back in the day when our our team was nationally ranked, we were number like number six hundred something in the country, um, or top six hundred in the country. We beat Millville fifty six to eight, and Rykel Armstead was the starting running back. That was uh, yeah. 
So wait on 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 your team or the on, team that on the, lost on the team that we on the team that we beat. Oh wow! You yeah. guys shut him down. Yeah, completely. Yeah, he scored on our second team defense, and that was it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, this has uh, been a, 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 a you know honestly, I feel like this is just a classic dudes getting together and just naming you... naming old sports players. <laughs> yeah, right? Just guys being dudes. Yeah. Sports. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, Sam. Sam has. Sam hasn't had anything to say. No, I've been, I've been checking Telegram. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we, we we can start naming guys from Ohio for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Mr. Football, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Ohio Joe. legend, yeah, Joe Burr. Um, the native son, prodigal son. I'm sure there's a lot more, but I don't know. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, this is, I'm sure there's Pete a Rose, bunch from Ohio. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. A Seattle legend, Ken Griffey Jr. Neil yeah. Armstrong, uh, Philadelphia Phillies legend Pete Rose. Uh, weren't uh, weren't the Wright brothers actually born in Ohio? Dayton, Ohio, the home of flight. Thank you very much. Yeah, that I is thought... not the Carolinas. Uh, I mean, they yeah, they, they suck did a Carolina care. license plate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, their quarter sucks. <laughs> but no, no, it's well. Okay, this is a kind of a, another um, say or digression, but um, state quarters. Who's got a good one? <laughs> Hawaii's goes hard. The bat is whimsical. Yeah, I like. Um, I can't remember which one, but there's one that has like a like a railroad bridge on it. Um, <sighs> that one's pretty sweet. Tennessee. I think it might be one. The one with the railroad bridge. Someone looked this up, but the the one with the railroad bridge is pretty sweet. Um, I actually don't even know what the Washington State quarter is. Probably a tree. I don't remember what the New Jersey State Quarter is. Probably the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a slice of gabagool. Oh, yeah, I would love some cold cuts right now. Gabagool. I got some salami in my apartment. You want some? <laughs> I'm actually pretty hungry though. I'm. Uh, oh, New Jersey. New Jersey is the Washington crossing the Delaware, which didn't even happen. Well, yeah, it did happen in. in that happened Jersey. to Delaware, obviously. And it is kind of weird, right, that the Delaware River is primarily not in Delaware. It's kind of like how the Ohio River is legally Kentucky's. It's like, oh, the like the the, the borders on like the your side of the river. So yeah, like, well, like the entire river is in Kentucky. Yeah, it's like all right. It's like uh, no, like not, not chill. One of these days, we have to get our, our we have to get Brecken on and talk about West Virginia and how it's not real. <laughs> to be fair, it isn't real. I know, but you know. Uh, our our boy Brecken Thies is a, a West Virginia disbeliever. He's pointed out to us a that, truther. Yeah, it's not that, uh, that it's not legitimate. That the John, the the famous John Denver song is not about West Virginia because most of those landmarks are in Virginia, Virginia. They're in the western portion <laughs> yeah, of right. Virginia. Yeah, take well, me home. And I think he 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 made the case to me too, and it sounded convincing. But I don't really know enough of the history to say for sure. But the, the like the the like the convention that they called to like secede from virginia was illegitimate and that like the territory of west virginia should still legally belong to virginia and that there should only be 49 states which po- politically i don't think would be advantageous for us but but to say they vote very red in virginia well maybe it would turn virginia would it red. kind of balance out though right because joe manchin's yeah. I, could Joe Manchin get elected in Super Virginia, <laughs> Greater Virginia, or would well, they get two the Republicans? Question is, could Tim Kaine and Mark Warner get elected in in Super Virginia? I think Super. I think Greater Virginia. Well, I don't know. Would probably go red, right? Because I, so. I feel like I feel like regular Virginia is probably what like fifty five, forty five, something like that. Like yeah. 
Yeah. Or I think probably more. Yeah. Virginia, well, Virginia is a lot of, you know, it's Nova and mm-hmm. the, the DC burbs. Nova and DC burbs determine the politics. What? Nova yeah, and DC burbs. The, 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 the area is north of Richmond. Like, <laughs> no, but like, like if you actually go south of Richmond, nothing. Like my, my aunt actually lives in a town called Rural Retreat, Virginia. There's like 60 people in the town. How close is that to Goochland? <laughs> I don't know. There's um, no way that's a real place. It's a real place. I looked it up the, the, <laughs> because of the because uh, of the song. When he in the video, there's a song. His shirt it says Goochland on it. Amazing. It's, I, I believe he's either from a town right near Goochland, or he might even be from, from Goochland. He's from Farmville. <laughs> so we're doing a road trip to Goochland, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> we're, going, yeah, we're going to Farmville and Goochland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need a coffee mug that says Goochland. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for real though, should we wrap this up, boys? We've yeah, been, we got an hour. Been, this has been fun. It's been real. Yes, yeah, it has. All right, it really has. Um, I, I don't. I don't. Well, what's been the point of this? Uh, what's what, what's the what message do we want to leave everyone with? It's always good to see your friends. Love your friends. <laughs> yeah, having IRL friends is way better than having online friends. This is this is true. And Armin, you need to be on the East Coast more than once a year. <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the East Coast like several times a year, just never. Here. I know. Like, hey, 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 I, I, uh, I've only been to the greater DC area once a year. Yeah, that that part is but true. Like, it's been almost a year since the last time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, that needs to not be the case. Well, Sam, I, I saw uh, you. Yeah, hey, you, live, you live here now. Sam, I live twenty minutes from you. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, who knows? Who knows what uh, what what, what uh, the cards may hold? But I could be. I, I could be out here soon. We'll we'll S- see. Subscribe to the Heavyweights Podcast so that we can bring Armin over. That too. All right. Till next time, folks. Time to get pizza.